Yo, this is Batman Live 2002, and today I'm joined by... Cronin. Yes, Chromazone. Chrome Master. Chrome Dome. Uh, no, it's it's not. I'm sorry. I just, I can't think of any more anyway. And today, we're going to sit here. We're going to talk about your favorite show in the entire world. We're going to talk about Avatar, The Last Airbenders. Airbenders? Yeah, that's right. There are multiple airbenders. They all died. Except for Aang, Ong, or Oong, whatever you want to call them. Anyway, what? No, okay, fine. I mean, how about the the movie? They call them Ong. That's, well, the movie was terrible. No, yeah, we established that before. Yeah, well, I think your face is terrible. Anyway, no, not really. But anyway, what what was it you wanted to talk about specifically about Avatar? You know, today I feel quite inspired. Oh yeah. Because I have recently been back in school, mm-hmm. and I spend. Oh, roughly 10, sometimes up to 16 hours a day doing nothing but studying. So, tell, wait, tell the listeners, what exactly are you studying for? Well, right now, I am finishing my last semester to get my degree in behavioral science. Ah. The classes I am taking right now have nothing to do with my degree because before this point, I have finished all aspects of requirements needed for my degree. It's just our, our wonderful collegiate system oh, yes. likes to mess with people and give you a cap Oh yeah. as mm-hmm. to how many units you need to graduate. Yes. And even though I completed all those requirements, I fell 13 units to what I needed. So I need to take uh, 13 units of random courses to get my degree. Yep, I have to deal with that to a certain degree. I have to deal with that crap when I was getting my degree in cybersecurity. But anyway, anti-sway. Uh, yes, let's talk about, what what was it you wanted to talk about, specifically about Avatar? Well, lately, I've discovered that through hard work, I am quite good at my philosophy class. Okay, alright, Now, the philosophy class I am taking is a level 100 class, because why take anything more than a level 100 when all you need is the units? That's right. But, it's quite interesting, is the introduction to ethics. Hmm, Okay. And you start off posing the question, what is ethics? All right, what's that? Well. <clears throat> oh, you got the book. You're bringing out the book. Oh, yeah. Well, what's the name of this book that you bring it out? <clears throat> the book is called The Moral Life, an Introductory Reader reader in Ethics and Literature. Oh, so yes. So it can be a hard read because, it, as my professor says, there are many voices in this book. So you can read uh, from Nietzsche or from professors or, you know, other philosophy, you know, Aristotle. You know, what's interesting and what makes this book perfect for me is that there's a lot of voices in this book. There's a lot of voices in my head. So this is perfect. Okay. Yeah, a lot of ears. A lot of ears. Yeah. About your multiple personality. Oh, I didn't say anything about multiple personality disorder. It could be demons. There's a new term for that. It could be demons. Okay, so as long as they know that you are possessed. Yeah. All right. And yeah. Own up to it. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't want to, but they tell me to chop my head off. Kill, kill. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, basically, ethics is a fil- is the use of philosophical methods to study morality. Mm. Now break that down for all of us who don't understand a word you just said. Okay. Well, I can't. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't say verbatim. That's all right. We don't need verbatim around here. But 
morality is basically the things that you value mm. the things that you deem to be right or wrong with air quotes around those words now speaking of air quotes what's this got to do with the airbender shut up <laughs> I'm sorry go ahead anyways <laughs> but just because something is moral doesn't mean that it's ethical okay alright a lot of the moral things that we engage in or the immoral things that we choose not to engage in are dependent upon our culture mm-hmm. our belief systems our values okay All ethics right. stems from how we answer the questions of our moral character I see Hmm. All right. I think I know where you're going with this too, but go ahead. But here's an example that I use in a paper that I just wrote. Okay. It's a little off uh, topic, but it helps us to set the stage for what we're doing. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so some cultures in Western Africa partic- practice the, uh, the, the process of uh, exism. Exism? Yes. That is exism. Exism, my dear boy. Yes. Is female genital mutilation. Oh my gosh, that I should not have asked. Now that is practiced openly in certain cultures in Western Africa. Now for what? Because it takes away the sexual uh, pleasure from women. Oh, I see. So So they can be nuns? No. Okay. The exact opposite. If women feel no sexual pleasure they will have no sexual drive they will not cheat on their husbands ah. there will not be unwanted pregnancies or uh, babies born out of wedlock because they have no desire oh I see and a lot of the men there would rather have someone who is who has been excised or has been through exism because in a weird way that I don't understand, but I have to be open-minded. Of course. As uh, cultural relativism yes, yes. Would, would say. Uh, they are... How do, I, how do I say this without being crass? Um, do they... And you can they be as prefer, crass as you want. They prefer... They get off on the unpleasure, the pleasure that women don't feel. They... Uh, get even more horny ah. when they are having sex with a woman and see that she is not affected in any way shape or form wow that's uh I'll just leave my thoughts on that alone and anyone who is in excise uh, is seen as un- unclean that's interesting well I mean it's a cultural thing so you can't really knock on it if you're exactly. not from that which culture is, exactly so, which is yeah. important and uh, just another thing to throw out there for all of those who believe that this uh, practice is immoral and wrong and something needs to be done. You yes. have to understand that the women agree to these things most of the time. I there see. are some who don't want to participate and try to flee and become refugees and try to come to America looking for asylum, but you have to understand that these women participate because it is honorable for them to do so. Now I have a question. Now before we jump to Avatar, if is this the case because they're, uh, they're convinced of this since they were children? Like, they were convinced. If you convince since a child to do something or believe in something or, or to act a certain way or something from childhood, 
from infancy all the way up to however to to adulthood would you not believe that with everything you've got your your entire being you will put into believing that well, sh- that practice I'm sure whether, whether it's right or wrong I'm sure yeah but that's just where culture comes in not yeah. everybody is a part of the same culture we don't all have the same belief systems. We all do different things. Yeah. The things that uh, people from Mexico do are not the same things that people from Africa do or people from America. Yeah. It's just, it all has to do with how you're raised, what you're influenced by, and it's very hard to change your mind when you don't know of anything else. Yeah, that's true. So let's let's bring this all back to the Avatar and wait one second. We're gonna uh, we're gonna cut this as part one we're gonna come back with part two we're gonna bring it back to what this has to do with the last airbender the last waterbender the last no just the last airbender okay we'll be right back all right guys we're back for you that was a split second for us about two minutes so yeah let's let's bring it all back let's everything you were just talking about bring it back to the avatar Let's, what does, how does Avatar employ ethics and morality, and what can we learn from it as viewers? All right, so ethics. Let's let's veer away from too much of what we consider to be right or wrong. Let's just focus on differences because ethics oh, okay. and morality has to, has to do with your differences and how well you're willing to tolerate others and accept others vice versa. Alright, alright. Now, one thing that comes to mind is when uh, when Avatar and uh, Katara and uh, Sokka. Sokka, I was about to say Sasuke. <laughs> Sasuke <laughs> Hey Sasuke is a firebender though Okay anyway And he shoots lightning So <laughs> he is straight from Avatar Alright go ahead Alright when they meet other waterbenders Yeah You mean when they go to the North Pole I think Yeah uh, I forgot which pole they went to But the other pole that they don't live in Yes The nicer pole yes. And they notice that there is a difference between The South Pole And yeah. the North Pole Okay yeah and then, you know, if I remember correctly, Katara meddling in other people's business, trying to make some changes, make people fight, fight for what she felt was right. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Am I right? Uh, I don't remember her uh, forcing people to fight. Not forcing. It's just she's always trying to get people to fight for what she feels is wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, she is always trying to push her ideas, and she's like, I know what's best, and Aang's like, well, maybe... We need to fight. We need to stand up for ourselves. But they were... Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, they were in their own palace of fortitude. They had their walls, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were just fine being how they were, and then there ended up being uh, uh, conflict. And then you mean when the Fire Nation invaded with their ten billion ships? Right. That that scene was in the movie. And then uh, yeah, oh, go we're ahead. We're not talking about the movie. Oh, anyway, sorry. Sorry. Uh, and then Sokka's girlfriend dies and becomes the moon. Okay. Yes, that was somebody. Sad. Somebody's life was lost because she wanted to melt. I, I feel like a lot of people's lives were lost. It just didn't show all the soldiers dying. But well, anyway. Yes, but anyway, the thing is, yeah, her so, uh, Katara's first problem was thinking 
that th- what they were doing in their own culture and their own society was wrong. Mm, I see. And when you think that someone else different from you is doing something wrong, you try to change their minds. You try to make them do things that they don't want to do. I see. Now, it could have worked. It worked out for them in the end. All right. But look at the lives that were lost in between time. Life. Hurt. Hey, but that life that was lost turned into the moon. All right. What good did that do for uh, Sokka? When well, he didn't have his girlfriend anymore. Well, it did a lot of good for Sokka because then he got that Kyoshi warrior later on in the series. All right, but who knows what kind of happiness and joy and children would have came from the moon girl. <laughs> the moon girl? You don't even know her name. I, I don't, don't remember her name. Me neither. <laughs> but anyway. Yes. You don't know. No, right? fine. Sure. But all I'm trying to say is when you think about ethics, which is answering, the question, answering moral questions... One of the moral things that we have to implement in our lives is the uh, philosophy of moral and cultural relativism. Meaning Uh. that you are not going to go around judging people or crudely judging people. Uh, We'll get to that later. Okay, okay. Without knowing what their culture entails. No. Oh, yeah, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. She didn't know... And fully understand, and in my opinion, didn't try hard enough to understand why they didn't want to fight. But she persuaded them to mm, fight. I see. Now, I have a question. You know what? No, continue, because I, I want to bring up a certain character who he's his own discussion. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the person who I felt had to struggle with ethics the most was my boy, Prince Zuko. Now, this guy, he went from the dark side to the light side to the dark side again, back to the light side. He kept flipping and switching and all that, twerking and barking. I made that word up. Anyway, because at first he's like, well, I got to get this avatar, man. I got my face burned. I lost my honor. So he's doing it for, in his eyes, honorable, honorable reasons. He wants to regain his honor. He has a reason for being on his quest. Mm-hmm. But then when he learns that perhaps this isn't the right path for him, he flips. He goes to join the Avatar. But then his sister comes along. It's Azula. Crazy Azula. And she's like, I'm going to offer you a way back in. I'm going to give back your honor. She gives back his purpose again. And therefore, he flips back to the dark side. And then he realizes, oh, crap. And so his conscience gets to him, and he flips. So basically, he keeps flipping back and forth. I feel like his character is the one who has a struggle in ethics the most because he knows well, as he's struggling, uh, you know, between being, um, you know, between when his mind is kind of split between being good and evil, he he knows what he's doing. Sometimes it's wrong, and a lot of times. And um, you see him hesitate quite a few times. So what do you think about... I was about to call him Sasuke, too. Uh, Zuko. Why are we talking about Sasuke? He's a firebender. And and he shoots a a lightning. Anyway, um, Zuko, what 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 are your thoughts on his very tragic character? Who shows up in Legend of Korra that you didn't watch, by the way? As an old man. I didn't care. Anyway, one thing I'm glad you brought up was good and evil. Oh, okay. There is a, a reading an essay inside this book that I'm reading called The Origin of Good and Evil. Okay. And, you know, basically, it starts off by saying that men are cognitive beings. 
Now, what's that mean? Cognitive means men have needs, desires, and goals. They Mm. pursue ends. They have certain wants and generally go about trying to satisfy them in various ways. Now, one thing that we know about Zuko was he was a very uh, abandoned and rejected boy because of his parents. He felt so much love from his mother who ended up just disappearing one day. There was a uh, comic that came out that... I believe cleared that up, but anyway, you have to oh. read the comic. You know. I'm not going to read no comic. I <laughs> okay. Watch, I want to watch the show. Well, sorry. They never cleared that up in anyway, the show. Anyway, uh, so that stemmed, that, that, that hate that he felt, that abandonment that he felt from his father, his unacceptance from his father, led him to have these needs, desires, and goals that he wanted to pursue, mm. being the Avatar, so that he can gain his rightful place on the throne, not only to finally realize after he's gone through all this turmoil and journeys and flip-flopping, as you may say, yeah. that it didn't matter to his mm. father. Yeah. His, his dad didn't care about he's, him. He was about to go and burn down all of the Earth Nation. Exactly. And Kingdom. he burned his own face, his own yeah. son's face. Yeah. But how about uncle? Wasn't uncle. uncle the moral compass that Zuko truly needed? If it weren't for uncle, Zuko would have been a mass murderer, guarantee. Yes. He would have been skinning cats and just burning his own men and crap. Yes, guarantee. that is very true. That yes. is very true. Now, the thing is, what makes what makes Zuko's, for lack of a better term, uh, uh, actions immoral Yeah. was that his compass, as you may say, was in the wrong direction. Oh, I see. Instead of trying to unify the nations, he was burning them all up. Yeah. Searching for the Avatar who could have brought... Who could have, and did, bring peace to the whole world. But the peace could have got come a little bit quicker had Zuko not tried to stir up so much chaos. Yeah. And he didn't realize this until the end. When his father had to lose all his powers, even though he almost died, and then Avatar was like, "Ah, oh, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna take all your powers from you." No, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know? He said it just like that. He he said that right before he put his thumb to his forehead. Yes. He's like, "I'm not gonna kill you. I'm gonna just take all your powers from you." Uh huh. Yeah, he said that just yep. like that. Verbatim. Verbatim. We're gonna cut it here. We'll be right back with part three of Avatar and Ethics: A Journey. To the dark side. No, just Avatar and Netflix. Be right back. All right, we're back. And uh, we're going to continue this. So, yes, Zuko, very tragic character in terms of ethical decisions. And uh, are there any other characters that have a struggle with... I'm sure he's the most tragic in terms of struggling with his ethics. But there's uh, there's a lot of people. I think there are some people who are directly opposed from one another in terms of ethics in terms of avatar where he you know he knows exactly what's ethical he doesn't kill people he doesn't uh you know he doesn't steal or rob or lie i think he lied a couple times but you know he's a kid and he learned from his lessons anyway but he does all the right things and then you just have psychopaths like azula who her ethics are just out the window she's a sociopath she don't feel nothing she burns stuff down she'll kill people she don't care so you got characters who directly oppose each other. So basically, uh, Avatar Aang is a Jedi. Uh, you got Zula, who's a straight-up Sith. And then you got uh, Zuko, who's a gray Jedi, who, who's not aligned to any side, even though he can flip to either at any point. Um, so how about you got anybody else? Anybody else who struggles, 
struggles with ethics. Or are there any more points? So you don't have to talk about characters. Any more points? That well, you I can to... give you one character right now. I believe his name was Jet. Oh, man. You know Jet dies. He doesn't die on screen. I think someone... Someone... You know what? You can't You can't confirm that Jet dies. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Jet was... Yeah. Now, let me... Before I get this wrong, because I haven't seen a Jet episode in a very long time. Wasn't he... In some ways, a Robin Hood, or was yeah, he just a thief? He was a Robin Hood that he was willing to do whatever it took to uh, get stuff done. And if that meant killing Fire Nation troops by drowning a village, he'll do that. He'll kill the troops. He'll get rid of the threat. But he he's a bigger threat to the villagers now than the Fire Nation troops are. I mean, they might be bound down there enslaving people and stuff, but at least they're not gonna die. Per se, they're not outright killing people. He was going to kill the whole village just to take that those troops out. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So I was on the right track. Yeah. He, has, I think, out of all the people, if Zuko is, is, okay, if Azula is number one, Zuko is number two, Jet is number three. You definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Because he, there, the ends justify the means, right? Yes, yes. It doesn't matter how he got the work done. It doesn't matter that people had to die in the midst of it as long as he was able to do something that he felt was for the greater good. Yes, so he's willing to sacrifice a thousand to save, you know, tens of thousands in that region or whatever. Right. Yeah. Now, when he... There were times where he looked like he was going to do the right thing but then end up flip-flopping and going backwards and doing something totally wrong. Yes. So that's someone who struggles with the idea of what doing what is ethically right yeah. but then doing what is innately inside of him wrong. You know, what's interesting about that is that I learned something. I went to this conference. There's a guy named Ty Lopez. He, I went to see him speak and he was talking about how everyone is a little bit psychopathic. And um, basically he's like, but you want psychopaths because... I'm going to try to tie this in. But anyway, you want psychopaths in society because who else is going to go and shoot Bin Laden in the head and then go home and be able to live with themselves and then shoot up? You know, like you you have SEALs. They're all psychopaths. But they're not. You turn their psychopathic tendencies to doing something that benefits, you know, the greater good which is taking out terrorists or whatever. You have psychopaths and um, it's just just certain fields of work you want there to be psychopaths. And I feel like with Jet, he was psychopathic in the sense that he was willing to do whatever it took to, you know, get the job done. And I'm trying to see where I was going with this. He was willing to do whatever it took to get the job done, but at the same time, he he let his psychopathic tendencies take him down the wrong path, if that makes any sense. I don't know if I'm making any sense, because, um, but yeah, yeah, just in society, you always want, you always want psychopaths in your society. I mean, who else is going to be crazy enough to go to a place where there's going to be thousands of people shooting at you? You know, that's called a soldier. And you want soldiers because they're crazy. So Jet was a soldier. He was a little bit psychopathic. And he he let his psychosis uh, take him down a crazy path. And even though he was fighting for the greater good, 
that greater good turned out to be an even even greater evil than the good I mean than the evil that he was fighting. Yes. That's, so that's good and it points to this uh my personal this is nothing I got out of the book, it's just something that I personally believe. You can't do right with bad habits. Hmm. Or oh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, no, no. Your intent means nothing when the end is terrible things. Yeah. Like for example, I just read a book written by a uh, Herman Melville, Herman Melville, or whatever. It sounds very familiar, but okay. the guy that wrote Moby Dick. Oh, okay. He wrote a book, or uh, yeah, another book called Billy Bud. Billy Bud. <laughs> Never heard of Billy Bud. Well, I had just. Hey, y'all, I'm Billy Bud. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Well, he was also illiterate, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Billy Bud. Um, he had he didn't have the intentions on doing it, but he he hit his commanding officer or master of arms because he was in, in the navy in the head because the master of arms hated him and um, tried to accuse him of mutiny. Oh, okay. All right, and so. Because he was illiterate and didn't know what to say, he's like, man, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to defend myself because he was being accused. He needed to be able to say if he actually was involved in mutiny or not, which he wasn't because he was all around good person. Uh, Just this man hated him. And so instead of sticking up for himself, he hit the man in the head, punched him square in the forehead. Nice. I'm sure that went well for him. Oh, no. Of course it didn't. What happened? The master of arms died. Oh, the blow to the oh head. Oh, my God. So instead of just clearing up an accusation, he oh, was hung for no. killing his master of arms. Dang. That's, uh, that's crazy. So your intentions mean nothing when your actions are opposite of your intentions. Oh, amen to that. I mean, I see where you're making the parallel with the jet. Yeah. Where his intentions were, I'm going to go and save the region. I'm saving whatever. I think they were in the Earth Kingdom. I don't remember. Anyway, they were in the kingdom that they were traveling in, which I'm pretty sure is our kingdom, but his actions are, I'm going to kill people to save you, to yeah. save people. Doesn't make any sense. And then that's when the Avatar gang like, nah, man, nah, what, you crazy dog, what you doing? And then they got to step in and, And then yeah. what, what, what was the fate of Jet, as you say? Well, well, Jet shows up later on, completely separate incident. Completely, completely separate. So, and we, he, we think he died off screen. So there's there's no confirmation. I watched some YouTube videos. These are this is proof that he died, but no one saw it. There's no proof, but yeah, anyway, uh, he disappears. Exactly. He, yeah, he's no longer known. Now, 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 now. Here are two characters that I think are very interesting in terms of ethics. That we don't know where they're truly aligned. Is uh, Azula's cronies Tidely and Maylin? Wait. You know, Zuko's girlfriend. I forgot her name. I don't want to say... The one that's always spinning around. The, the, and then the one... Yes, Zuko's the... The emo The emo one. Yes. And what's and interesting... have you ever noticed that every emo character is the same person? Yes, yes. Like it's Raven all yeah, over. <laughs> yes, I know. It's like it's the same in anime. But anyway, what's interesting about those characters is that even as they're following, outright following Azula and chasing down the Avatar gang, you never really got the feeling they were evil, right? Like, I mean, they were doing as evil as Azula. They weren't out trying to murder anybody, and they weren't all sadistic and uh, sociopathic like Azula. And then during the prison episode, they turned on her at a certain point. And they were then... 
we learned in that episode, and I, it was Zuko's girlfriend, is like, well, I love him more than I fear you, which kind of reveals that maybe they're just following her around because they were just afraid of what she'll do. But then it gets to a certain point that you have to break free when you know that something has to be done that's right. Yep. Which I think when people die for something, like they die for a cause or whatever, um, then, you know, they, they, they have these feelings of, well, you get to a point where you stand up for something, even if at the cost of your life, which, you know, almost happened to her. You know, two things I want to say that. First thing, sometimes the power isn't worth it. Sometimes, uh, if because it seems like uh, Zuko's girlfriend and the other girl, Tylee, what they were gaining from following Azula was a sense of power. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't worth it. No, not at all. In the end, it was not worth it. And that also reminds me of a story that I just read. It's actually a play called... Uh, so this is what we're going to do. We're the gonna, Enemy of the People. So we're going to do the play, and then we're going to wrap this one up here because it's running kind of long, and then we'll come back with part two later on, probably tomorrow on the day after that. But go All ahead. Right. So The Enemy of the People is basically about a man. His name is Dr. Stokem, or Stockham, or however it is. Stockham. Whatever. Pronounce that. He... Uh, is part of a small town where his brother is the mayor. His name is Peter. He has his wife, Catherine. His daughter, Petra. He has two sons who I don't even know who their names are. And just other people who are involved in this, in this city. It's a very small city, and they make their money because they have these baths that, that people from other cities can travel to that are supposed to be healing, that are supposed to give people back their health and whatnot. Okay. But Dr. Stokem comes to to realize and find out that these baths that they're making so much money off of that people are traveling to come see are polluted Mm. and it will take two years and twenty thousand dollars or pounds i believe uh to fix this issue and not only just twenty thousand dollars of regular money it has to be taxed so when did this take place this this happened like in the 1800s 17 uh, 1828. So basically, $20,000 was like millions of dollars back then, right? Yes. Like, like some crazy amount and, of money. That's why it takes yeah. two, it took two years. Because $20,000 don't sound like a lot, but back then, yes. ouch, man. Anyway. So uh, he faces the dilemma of, oh, well, well, not even, it wasn't even a dilemma for him. He wanted to tell this, the town about what was happening, but his brother, Peter, the mayor, was saying, no, we can't tell them what's happening. We're not going to because then we're not going to have any money and you make us look bad and this, that, and the other. And then what comes out is that Dr. Stokem is an arrogant man. He has a problem with authority. He doesn't like to listen and he thinks that he is above everybody else. Oh, I see. So he calls a forum in the city to tell everybody the issues with the bass and that they need to be shut down because as a doctor, well, he doesn't say this, but what you get from it as a doctor it is his job to inform of the harmful pollutants that are inside of these baths because they will make people sick but in doing so he decides to point out to everybody in the town you guys are common people uh oh uh oh you're following the masses uh oh insulting their intelligence saying that you guys are on the bottom and I am on top and you guys are wrong and you guys need to be where I am just get on my level exactly get on Dr. Stokem's level aside from telling the town that it's going to take all these money all this money to fix the bass and to get on my level and to potentially lose because if you if you shut down the bass for two years 
people are not going to come back. They're going to yeah. be like, oh, this place was dirty. I'm never going back. I found somewhere else to get healed. <laughs> get healed. It's like, like the, it's just a common thing. It's like, yep. oh, well, 20, 20 miles down the road is another yep. healing spring that we can go to. Could be. I don't know. The fountain of youth is just, just a day's travel. But aside from hitting the city with that blow, you're going to tell them that they're stupid. Yeah. Insult their intelligence. Dang. So, of course, he was ostracized. Ostracized. Excuse me. Exercise. <laughs> he was running. He was running in place. <laughs> he was ostracized, and uh, nobody wanted him to be in the city anymore. And they they tried to get him to leave the city, just go somewhere else. But he decided that he was going to stay in the city, open up a school, and continue to inform people of, of, of what was going on in the world. Now uh, the thing is, is you can't relay good messages. In a bad manner. Yeah. You can't insult people's intelligence to try to get your point across. Yes, it's important that they knew that those baths were harmful to not only themselves but to others. And that, yeah, it would take a lot of money to fix it. But you don't go around calling people stupid. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I've learned that. Because in that, that's how you lose people. And that's yep. exactly what happened. And that is exactly how he became the enemy to the people. So how can you bring that to Avatar? Like, how can you roll that around? The message that's... Was that, like, was that something Azula was doing with her 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 little tri, tripod? I'll call them tripod. Her her little posse. Yeah. Her, well, three, her three chick crew. Well, I don't... I To be honest, Matthew, you said something... That it's Batman. Batman. Live. Batman 2002, live. Chrome Dome. Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so Anyways, I sound like a dinosaur dying. Anyway, okay. you said something that made me bring that up. Oh. Um, but you, in explaining the story, I kind of forgot. Oh, did you? <laughs> That's all right. That happens to me all the time. Anyway. You had something to do with, you know, standing up for what's right. Oh. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, the posse. Yeah. The posse. Yeah. They want to stand up for what's right, but yeah. they went about it in the wrong way. And they lost themselves in the process. So they were following Azula for all of these years trying to find the Avatar and Zuko but at some point. I don't think it was years, but anyway. Well, when, when, they, when they unleashed Azula. The reason why I say years because if you want to go real deep into it, if they had, all they had, okay, maybe well, It probably Appa, was a couple of years. Maybe because of Appa yeah. they could have traveled faster, but if they're on canoes and whatnot, oh, yeah. they, they weren't they, just going from the, <laughs> from the Fire Nation to the Earth Nation in a day. You don't know. Or to the same. Anyway, you, you know what's funny? There is an episode where they flew and, like, they got there in record time from, yeah, I no. think, the Earth Nation no. to the. So they can go into the. That's not realistic. Summer people. or winter solstice or some crap. But yeah, yes, anyway, not realistic. But yeah, I get, I get what you're trying to say. I got you. But yeah, so there are a lot of ethical things. Uh, that you can, uh, the Avatar brings to the table, which is why it was so uh, such a big thing. Because it wasn't that it wasn't just that the the action was cool and the dialogue and the characters were lovable and stuff, but it made us think. It made us think. Now I want to bring up, which I'll bring up next time about Avatar being good and uh, you know the Fire Lord being evil. You know, as most characters always have to have have to have a good and an evil, but really. Was the Avatar really the good guy? Was he? Because when you think about it, America, 
think about America for a second. America invades other nations, and we bomb the crap out of them. And then when people stand up to us, they're the bad guys. But America, we're always the good guys. But if you look at it from their perspective, it's the other way around. So I wonder if we were to change perspectives and look at it from the eyes of the fire nation, the fire nation is average citizens, was the Avatar really such a good guy? I wonder. Yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> I was just messing with it. I don't know. Uh, we could talk about that. I was just... I, I, I don't know what I was talking about. But anyway. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. We can always come back if you like. We can come back with a part two on, uh, on this. Talk about ethics. And we can talk about another show as well. Anime related, of course. Yes. We're not going to talk about... We're not going to talk about no Golden Girls. Thank we're you. We're talking about all the ethical issues of the Golden Girls. Uh, well, we're not going to do that. Blanche was a hoe. Okay, wow. Rose was, a, was an idiot. Okay. Dorothy was controlling. How's, how's that Sophia ethical? Sophia was judgmental. Uh, how's, all ethical. How's, how's being an idiot? Uh, you know what? Whatever. Okay, anyway. Yes. It's ethical because you didn't take the time to learn. Okay, then you and I are going to have our own separate podcast about why the Golden Girls you, you, and the people listening to this on the app can call in and ask if they want us to do an ethical debate on the Golden Girls. All right, okay, go ahead. Go, it, be in favor of Crony, not Batman. Crony. Well, Batman, well, whatever. Anyway, so for now, this is running kind of long, so we're going to end it here. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ethical um, um, lessons that can be learned from the Avatar. Um, we will likely never see another of his like again. That's not true. They always, they're always coming out with something um, groundbreaking. In every generation, there's something groundbreaking. But, um, yeah, that's it for now. This is Batman Live 2002. Check out my website, wasasun.com, W-A-S-A-S-U-M.com. Go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Type in Wasasun. You'll find me in the growing community. So, uh, anything you'd like to say, Chrome Dome? Chrome Master, Chrome Disease, um, Chromosome. No, after you uh, said that, no, Master. Um, it's Batman. Matt, Batman, I have nothing to say. You have something. Go ahead, say it. I don't. Just say it. Come on. I really don't. Well, I would like, I would like to read. No, no, you ain't gonna read nothing. But yeah, so because I can't do that, I have nothing to say. Okay, well, uh, what are you going? How long is it? It's about a page and a half. That's a long time. Which is why I'm not going to say anything. Okay, anyway, well, until next time, this is Batman Live 2002. Peace! Goodbye!